0: Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News, where today, I know you're going to be surprised by this, we have a really good example of hypocrisy in Washington. I know you say, oh, oh my God, hypocrisy in Washington, isn't that the norm? The answer is yes, it is the norm far too often. But every time we have an example, we want to bring it to you when it's well reported. And this morning, my good colleague, uh, Nick Ballasy, who we've had on this show many times, great reporter, who covers Congress for us. He was following a news conference with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and he was curious where she was going to go after the news conference, and he began to follow her, and he noticed something. This lawmaker, perhaps the most famous icon of the far left, who has led the effort to defund the police and to tout the Green New Deal, as she walked away from the podium when the cameras were gone, guess what? She had a police security detail. Yes, a woman who wants to defund the police is using the police for her own security. And what do you think she used to transport herself away from the capital? You think it was one of those electric cars that they want to impose on us who can maybe can't afford them at 60, 70, 80, 90 grand a year? Heck no. It was a big, giant SUV. Yes, a gas guzzler. They don't make a hybrid version even of this particular car that she got into. So the champion of the Green New Deal, the champion of defunding the police, two things that are not very popular right now in America, was using police and jumping into a type of car she doesn't want you to be able to drive in the future. This is all documented. You can see the video. You can read the story. This is an important story in hypocrisy. That's how bad it is in Washington today. And uh, today we're going to have a great conversation. Earlier in the week, we were blessed to break the story, very important story, of the Navy SEALs who are being denied the right to deploy with their teams if they don't get the COVID-19 vaccine. As we reported, some have religious concerns, some have scientific concerns that they'd like to see addressed, but they're in danger of basically not being Navy SEALs anymore, because if you don't deploy with your team, you're not a SEAL team member. And that story has gotten attention all across Washington. A group of senators yesterday introduced legislation to try to address and prevent the punishment of military members who don't get the COVID-19 vaccine. And joining us today is a very special guest, the first time on the show, Congressman Brian Babin from the great state of Texas, an Air Force veteran, an important advocate for the military, his own son, a longtime Navy SEAL who served us, so both dad and son have served this country in the armed forces in the most distinguished of manners. He is joining us to talk about what he and other lawmakers are trying to do to protect the interests and the rights and the concerns of these brave frontline fighting warriors. Listen, Navy SEALs, shoulder, an inordinate burden, much more than the rest of the military during the war on terror. They're deployed three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times. They're the guys that went and get bin Laden. They're the guys that pull off special missions and rescue people. We almost never hear of their heroism because they serve in silence and their missions are often classified. But these are among the most elite and most sought after of our military. We only have uh, twenty-two thousand to 3,000 of them. It costs a half million dollars each to train them because their skills are so amazing. And when we're all done and said, we find out that we don't want to listen to their concerns. It's hit the road, Jack, if you don't follow our COVID vaccine policies. A very, very important moment in our history and something that we all need to pay attention to. And Congressman Babin is going to be here to talk about solutions. And Also, he's right on the front lines of the border crisis. He's co-chair of the Doctors Caucus, the Medical Caucus in Congress. So we're going to ask him about the rationing. Yeah, I'm using that word, rationing of monoclonal antibodies by the Biden administration. All of those things coming up in just a few seconds with our great guest, Congressman Brian Babin. Stay tuned. You won't want to miss it. Temp check. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest, someone who has served this country so nobly for so long as a, a military member in the Air Force, as a congressman now from the great state of Texas, and as a dentist and a member of the Doctors' Caucus in Congress. Joining me right now for the first time is Congressman Brian Babbin. Congressman, great to have you on the show.
1: John, it's, it's a great pleasure to be on your show. I've followed you for many, many long years. And I uh, also want to make just say a special thank you for being down in my district last week.
0: Thanks it was for- a lot of fun. Uh, the, I, I, the great people of the Houston area are amazing, and your your constituents clearly uh, like you a lot. We saw that on uh, on the front lines. It was a great honor to be there.
1: Thank you very much. We've got a very interesting district with space and ports and military. Uh, Presidents a lot of veterans uh, a lot of things going on
0: in the in the 36th district it, it sure is it's the best of America all combined into one district You can see it and uh, it was just an honor to be there and meet so many amazing and entrepreneurial people particularly uh, The entrepreneurialism there is just amazing.
1: That's right. Thank you.
0: Well, thank you sir for for having me there So you had a son that served as a Navy SEAL you yourself served in the Air Force And this week we had this story that confirmed by multiple lawyers for current Navy SEALs and uh, one of their ministers that the Navy, the U.S. military is threatening to refuse to deploy any Navy SEAL that doesn't get the COVID vaccine, even if they've had the disease and have superior antibodies. Uh, they're in danger of not being deployed, which essentially ends their career. We're told that several hundred, according to the lawyers who are representing the men. Uh, your thoughts as someone who, whose son served with the SEALs, who's been in the military and who has a large military um, uh, population in, in his own district.
1: Well, here we have the federal government overbearing, uh, infringing upon the constitutional rights of Americans. And uh, now here we we have uh, one of the most elite groups in the world of our military. And uh, these these guys uh, are being told that if they don't acquiesce uh, to the Biden administration edict, that they take these uh, these vaccines, even though many of them have already had uh, COVID and have high titers of antibodies, if they've got natural immunity, which is the best type of immunity, that they're going to be removed uh, from active duty or, or, or denied the uh, ability to, to continue with the teams, the SEAL teams. And let me tell you, uh, as a as, as a father of a son who had three tours to Iraq and went to Afghanistan as well, uh, I can tell you that these uh, the, the, the Navy has a lot of money invested in each one of these individuals. I think I've heard up to a, a figure of up to a half a million dollars, maybe even more, and uh, we don't. I don't want to divulge uh, any numbers here, but th- there could be hundreds of seals that could be removed and taken off the line uh, at a time when we have are, are being challenged. Uh, you know, on all different kinds of fronts. Of course, uh, here in our country, it couldn't—it couldn't be happening at the worst time. But ideology seems to drive this Biden administration. National security, be damned. And that is a terrible, terrible thing. We've seen that over and over again. Not just in this uh, example.
0: And if a hundred, or two hundred, or three hundred, or whatever the number is going to be, are taken offline, if they're sidelined. Do we have a military readiness crisis? Is that large enough of a population that it could impact our our security immediately?
1: Well, this is not a very large community, John. Right. Uh, The U.S. Navy SEALs, and and to take, uh, depends on what the number is, but uh, certainly could uh, be very detrimental to operations, Uh, And here we have, you know, the Biden administration seemingly doing incomprehensible things. I mean, the the actions we saw in Afghanistan, uh, John, are just totally off the wall. Hard to figure that after 20 years, all of a sudden, uh, we pull out of there and leave our allies and many Americans uh, there on the ground. Uh, with uh, with the inability to be able to get out, as we speak, there are people being murdered right and left. And why why are, are why is the Biden administration so uh, so all fired uh, ready to uh, to uh, work with the Taliban and and uh, with these terrorists? Uh, and even uh, it looks like to the point that they may want to recognize them as a legitimate authority in Afghanistan after fighting with these people for 20 years. I don't know. Go figure. Why do we have an open border? Why do we have all kinds of things that are happening? The overspending, uh, this COVID, these COVID mandates. It seems like uh, that they want a federal government that is taking our our country in a totally different direction than it has been for 245 years. And getting away from freedom and liberty and constitutional uh, authority in and, and a, and a country ruled by law, not by by edict or by uh, fiat.
0: It is remarkable. And everywhere I go, even in blue districts now, in places where I've traveled in the last three months, there is a palpable sense that this country is on the wrong path very quickly. And that people didn't get what they thought they were getting when they voted uh, for Joe Biden and the Democrats. I want to zero in just one more on the SEALs. Is there anything that Congress can do to try to address the situation? I know there are some senators who are talking about some legislation to prevent discharge, but right now these SEALs aren't in danger of being discharged. They're just in danger of not being able to be SEALs and deploy with all of their incredible expertise. Anything you think Congress could do to, to try to address their concerns?
1: Well, there are there are efforts by a number of us in the House of Representatives too to prevent anyone in the U.S. military from being discharged or having anything taken away from them uh, for failure to uh, to get a vaccine uh, for COVID-19. So I can't you know, we're in the minority, John. I hate Uh, to say that's the hard part, right? Uh, You know, we had a very tough, strange, irregular election last time. Uh, and and our world completely went upside down, and uh, all these incomprehensible things that this Biden administration are doing. And you said it best. Even even uh, many Democrats, especially union hands, uh, have buyer's remorse. Uh, the very first day in office, Biden uh, has a has a blizzard of uh, of executive orders. Right. Number one of which was to to, to uh, take the Keystone pipeline off you know off the drawing board and put 11,000 uh many union hands out of work uh and after a, a a billion plus dollars have been spent uh many many uh, long months and even years being planned for this thing and goodness knows we we're in an energy crisis right now they they they've had an all out assault on on energy and being a Texas uh representative uh, of, the, of, the, of an area in southeast Texas, in Houston to Louisiana, uh, that really is the epicenter of energy. Uh, not only production, but especially of refining. Uh, and it just seems to me uh, that the Biden administration doesn't want anyone to know what they're doing. They outlawed uh, drones uh, on the border for a short while. They And if it wasn't for people like you, John, exposing this, uh, the, you know, the, the really the crises that are happening, uh, that the american public would not not know anything about
0: it it, it is remarkable the lack of transparency I, I know many members probably yourself included have tried to get just where are the illegal immigrants being resettled and the administration won't give congress even the time of day to say hey there's so many going to this community somewhere going to that community is that though the government doesn't respond to any transparency requests anymore it's it's really remarkable um COVID has been such a big issue. I wanna get to the border in a second because your district and your state is uh, really disproportionately been affected by the Biden administration. But before I get there, uh, COVID-19, this was the thing that Joe Biden really ran. I'm gonna do a better job uh, uh, managing COVID than President Trump. We're now eight months in, the numbers are as bad or worse as they were at at any time under Donald Trump and certainly way worse than last summer and fall. Uh, And there is now for the first time evidence that the government is rationing a treatment, a treatment that Republican and red states have particularly used effectively called monoclonal uh, antibody therapy. Now, Republicans have always worried that the more government got in the business of medicine, the more there was a possibility of rationing. Tell us what's going on with anticlonal antibodies and what concerns you most about it.
1: What concerns me is that this is a a federal takeover uh, and, and really seemingly punishing six uh, conservative Republican red states, uh, and we know that Regeneron. Even President Trump took Regeneron. Many, many people. Uh, if, if Regeneron is giving these monoclonal antibodies, are given, and I'm a member of the doctors caucus in the House of right. Representatives, and uh, rationing these on a suddenly, I mean, just a shockingly sudden basis. The way we we learned this past week, uh, it, it just seems inordinate. It's 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 totally out of nowhere, uh, there's never been any thought uh, or or problem with uh, with the availability. There are many, many folks that go to, as soon as they find out they're they're COVID positive, they want to get on these uh, monoclonal antibodies, Regeneron, and there's others that that are out there. Uh, And now suddenly some of these states, including Texas, are being cut 30 to 50 percent. People are going to die. People are going to die because of this. And uh as a member of the Doc Caucus and also a member of the Texas delegation, we're we're sending letters to the Biden administration, to HHS, uh and complaining to High Heaven and asking questions and demanding why they are suddenly rationing this stuff. Uh and and many people uh, uh it, it it just goes without saying that this, this uh uh Biden administration doesn't care. They they and they flip flop routinely. Uh, they say they were not going to have vaccine mandates or passports. So they weren't going to lock down again. And Biden has flip flopped again. Uh, and this Dr. Fauci is uh, the only thing uh, you know that's always uh, certain about this man is that he's uncertain. He's never ever <laughs> stuck with a, with a position, John. Yeah, it's and So true. we're sending letters out. And also on these Navy SEALs, I am backing these, these guys up 100%, uh, and uh, we cannot have an overbearing uh, federal government under this Biden administration uh, that, that really, in, in the name of control, is what they're doing this for, seemingly. And I, I can't think of any other reason. Uh, why they would be doing these types of things.
0: It is remarkable. And as you said, this has life and death consequences to the people currently suffering from COVID. It is a remarkable, a remarkable thing. Um, real quickly, because America, and you've served in the military, uh, in the Air Force, uh, we've always been a stout, reliable ally to Israel. And yesterday, we got word that the Democrats were pulling out of uh, the legislation, the stopgap bill that they pulled last night, uh, funding for the Iron Dome so that they could just get enough votes to pass it through. What message does that send to our great ally in Israel? And what does it say about the state of the Democratic Party?
1: The Democrat Party is in total disarray. Uh, it, it, it is amazing to me that they have gone to this extreme. That Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats, uh, as if you call them the dog, the tail, which I would call the radical wing of the Democratic Party, is wagging this dog. And the anti-Semites and the America haters and Israel haters have prevailed here, and they have taken a billion dollars out of this out of this uh, this funding uh, piece of legislation for a not an offensive weapon but a defensive weapon the iron dome which keeps Israelis alive when Hamas and some of these uh, terrorists start uh, firing missiles at them by the hundreds and even thousands uh, this has saved them many a life over there in Israel I've been to Israel several times yes uh, it's a, it's a, the, our greatest ally in the region and for these uh, Democrats to pull that funding I, I just can't I can't wrap my mind around it, and uh, uh, we even had a, a motion to recommit last night uh, to uh, see if we could peel off some Democrats to restore this billion dollars for the Iron Dome defense system, and we didn't get a single Democrat on. Uh, it looked Amazing. like the there that one was going to vote with us. I don't know what Pelosi's got on that bunch over there, but... Uh, obviously, uh, there must be some really strong, strong uh, coercion happening because uh, this this one Democrat uh, changed his vote. And uh, all I can say is they're going to pay the piper in the midterms next year. Uh, amazingly, uh, they are not they are not supporting our greatest ally there in the name of anti-Semitism. This is coming from Omar and Tlaib and AOC and Presley and Bush and. Uh, the radical wing of this of this Democrat Party. Uh, That that is who is prevailing here, amazingly. And uh, it's a disgusting thing to see to not support our allies. But what else is new? We have thrown our allies in Afghanistan to the, you know, to the uh, to the curb. We kicked them to the curb many times over. Now, the the in foreign affairs is the most abysmal failure uh, in this Afghan thing. Uh, Our allies don't trust us anymore, they think we're weak, And uh, and, and our enemies absolutely think we're weak and know that they can push us around because there's no leadership of competency at all, no strength, nothing there to command respect around the world in this Biden administration.
0: A remarkable moment when we have the will in America to provide aid to the Taliban, and to withdraw defensive aid from Israel that will handicap it from its ability to defend against the next round of Hamas rockets. Boy, the world is upside down, isn't it, sir?
1: (laughs) It it absolutely is. It makes you wonder uh, why the Democrats seem so hell-bent on changing America and changing everything about our country. Are we looking at a a proposed uh, new world order here? I don't know. It's scary. Uh, it, it bothers me as a father and my wife and I with five kids, 17 grandchildren, and thinking about the young folks coming up in this country and what kind of country we're going to have if we can't stop these Democrats. Uh, they're flooding our borders. They're spending us into oblivion. Inflation is rearing its head again. Uh, it, it, you know, the foreign, foreign affairs, we're just looking like uh, complete idiots. Uh, and they're trying to ram this COVID, uh, these, these vaccine mandates down our throats. Uh, we seem to be under assault on all fronts. Stay, the, stay the, the you know, uh, fill in the gap, uh, stay the, the, the course, and we have to f- fight against these people with everything we have, and that's what I, I plan on continuing to do.
0: And you have. You've been such an eloquent voice and a consistent voice on all these issues. One of the things when I was down in your great district this past weekend was uh, the palpable consequences of illegal immigration, what the president and his team has done at the border. Uh, I talked to all constables. said, listen, we're seeing more and more crime. We're seeing trafficking, narco trafficking, human trafficking, more car accidents of uh, illegal immigrants free- fleeing from people. Uh, almost every person I talked to down there talked about the consequences it isn't just that they get let in the border when they're let in the border there is all of the cost and all that cost is falling on important cities and states like those in your community how bad is the situation on the border and is there any end in sight for it
1: the situation has never been worse on the border john this is the the worst crisis i have ever seen or even read about and as the, as the co-chairman of the House Border Security Caucus, I've been to that border numerous times. I've taken many of my colleagues down there. I've been to every single southern border state. I've also been to our northern border. And uh, it is the most alarming thing to see what is happening, especially down there in a little town like Del Rio, Texas, which is not really, uh, which shouldn't be the, the, the busy sector on our southern border. Right. The Rio Grande Valley. Uh, should be, but let me tell you something the uh, uh, the The state of Texas uh, has every right under under Governor Abbott uh, and the state government to stand up and fill in the gap with this lawless Biden administration, the federal government, their DHS department uh, is just simply not doing the job. They are not fulfilling the constitutional duty of protecting American citizens. Article 4, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution says they, the federal government, must guarantee each state a, a, a Republican form of government, representational democracy, in other words, and protect each state from invasion. And let me tell you, if this is not an invasion, I don't know what is. Uh, as of yesterday or the day before, we had up to 15,000 people that have just flooded into uh, Del Rio, Texas. And, and camped out under a bridge. We were told by people who were on the ground there yesterday, and, and I, have, I was uh, leading a meeting of our House Border Security Caucus. And she was telling this: this is uh, uh, Sarah Carter, who is down there and uh, virtually met with us, and is saying that this under this bridge, there's a lot of rest, restlessness. There's a the potential for violence. Uh, the population of that encampment is now down, but we're also getting reports of hordes and groups. Of Haitians walking and running up and down the highways down there, and I would ask a question: uh, The Biden administration is messaging that they are sending some of these people back, and strangely, why would they send Haitians back, adult male black Haitians back, and allow the rest of the folks to come in? It just it, that doesn't make sense to me. Uh, and but uh, we, we've got a powder cake. It is it, we have a powder cake situation down there. And because of Article Four, Section Four, our govern our governor has every right to step in the gap and protect Texas citizens and property uh, from the depredations of of these illegal aliens that are just streaming across the border. And many of them have COVID. We've heard up to twenty uh, to twenty five percent are COVID positive. Wow. We've also heard yesterday. That they've got a drug-resistant t- form of tuberculosis that is rampant among this group, and they're just releasing uh, most of these people into the country. It is stunning that we have to have vaccine mandates, wear masks, and uh, can't uh, can't do the things that we normally do because of a pandemic. And they let in thousands of COVID-positive and other disease uh, 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 diseased individual uh, uh, illegal migrants into our country. It 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 just you can't make this stuff up. And so the government, of state government of Texas has every right, and I'm encouraging our governor to get even more aggressive uh, with the DPS, with people on horseback, and with, with the uh, Texas National Guard to stop this Ill- illegal invasion of our country and our state.
0: It is remarkable. At the rate it's going right now, it looks like it'll be two million a year of illegal immigrants, so it'll make it to the interior of the country. That means in four years, There'll be 8 million people added to the population all through unlawful means um, is there any solutions that aren't on the table right now, Congressman, that you think should be, since this is something, obviously, the Biden administration shows no sign of relenting, It doesn't even appear that they're complying with some of these judges orders to restart, right. re- you know, restart the uh, stay in Mexico policy, things like that. Uh, what are there any other tools, any other levers that you, someone who studied this, you co-chair the caucus, that you think could be implemented to try to reverse the, uh, the flow of this uh, illegal migration
1: well, you know the the courts have sided with the, with those of us that that, that were uh, you know the Trump administration had had this uh, uh, remain in Mexico policy uh, migrant protection protocols, and they've been the court has ordered the Biden administration to reinstate that. Uh, and we're getting lip service out of, out of the Biden administration, they're lying. They are lying to America just exactly like they're lying, that they're, they're deporting all these uh, thousands of people back to their countries, when in reality it's just just a fraction of these folks are being deported, and the rest of them are being released into the country. Uh, they need to reinstate uh, the Title 42, and a liberal activist judge has said that Title 42, which is— the, the Trump administration used very wisely during a pandemic to turn people back, so that we wouldn't have drug-resistant TB, smallpox, and COVID-19, uh, and other diseases come across the border. Uh, and yet, uh, here they, they don't have to do this anymore because of this one activist, uh, uh, Democrat-appointed judge, and uh, they've got to they've got to reinstate these policies. I know they hate Trump. Uh, But these policies were working. We had one of the most secure borders in decades in 2020 under President Trump's last year, and he had his trials in 2019, but they implemented these policies, and many of these policies have to be reinstated. They've got to just simply follow the law, John. They don't want to follow the law. They want as many of these people coming in as possible. They want to bankrupt this, this country. They want to put millions of illegal aliens on a path to uh, to uh, enfranchise them with citizenship and, and a, the, the right to vote. And I, all you can say is it's got to be simply to replace the American electorate with one of their own so that they can have a perpetual uh, majority in this country. I think you can see through this. Uh, they've got a grand strategy and uh, we talked about it at the first of our podcasts uh, a few minutes ago. They've got a, a obviously, a, they're hell-bent on changing America to something that is unrecognizable to those of us who are patriots, who are Christians and believe in, in the Judeo-Christian uh, foundation that this country was built on and our Constitution and the freedoms and liberty that we all enjoy and that the rest of the world can only envy. And then to demonize our country to say we're so racist, we're so bad, we're so exploitative, that still millions of people are clamoring to get into this country that is so racist. Uh, it is it is the height of hypocrisy to see the, these Democrats, and the Biden under the Biden administration, uh, making these these outrageous claims and trying to control the American people and what message we have. So again, thank you for just the news and for your. Uh, you're reporting on Fox News and you're, it, f- throughout your entire career. We really appreciate well, you.
0: Thank you, sir. Out. That means an awful lot, and thank you for all you've done. I mean, you've served in the military. You've served in Congress. You've served all the way your entire life and your family has served so much as well Was such a delight to meet your wife and get to know your family. Um, We need more people who speak the truth like you do. And I think we're so lucky to have you on the show to really understand the consequences of what's going on. I think a lot of people are busy and they don't realize this is, you called it a powder keg. And I, I think that's really the moment we're living in. We're living in a moment that could change the history of America for a very long time.
1: Absolutely, John, I could not agree more with what you just said
0: well sir we're very grateful i can't wait to get you back on the show again we learned so much today very very thankful for your time
1: thank you god bless keep up the great work
0: i will sir and you as well thank you all right folks we're going to take a quick commercial break and when we come back we'll wrap things up for the day
1: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
0: All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. What an interview with Congressman Babin. Man, the things he said about Israel and the Democratic Party, what he said about monoclonal antibody sanctioning, about the powder keg at the border, and, of course, about the injustices being imposed upon our incredible Navy SEALs. All news, all very important, all factual. So glad we can bring you such a a newsmaking guest. And a big thank you to Congressman Babin for the incredible amount of time he spent with us today. It was very gracious. I know how busy congressmen are when they're running between votes and herrings and their other responsibilities. But he made a lot of time so that we could learn a lot from him. And I think we did. All right, before we go for the day, I always like to point out opportunities when they present themselves. We've got this incredible community around Just The News of advertisers and sponsors who've got very important products, who have very important services, who care about you, care about our community, the Just The News community. And one of them is right on the front lines of the economic challenges that we're all facing in America. You keep seeing the inflation reports, you see the talks of a real estate bubble. You heard earlier this week, there may be a real estate bubble in China that could have global implications. The markets went down for a while because of the concerns. So my good friends at Birch Gold Group are there to try to open up opportunities for you to open your mind to new possibilities. And one of those is, I didn't know this until I met these guys, you could actually take some of your retirement, your qualified 401k or IRA retirement funds and put them in precious metals to create some stability, to create some growth, to buffer yourself from the natural torrents that I think are going to rain down upon the stock market in the next few years. A lot of people feel that way. Why? Because you're seeing what's going on with rising construction costs, rising gas, rising food store prices. The grocery store becomes much more expensive. Another high month of inflation every month we're seeing it. And so the question is, what are you doing to protect yourself? And the answer should be, I'm going to go check out the guys at Birch Gold Group. How do you do that? You go to Birch Gold Group, and that's B I. R-C-H-B-I-R-C-H Gold Group, and you request a free info kit on physical precious metals and see if diversifying is right for you, right? Put gold or silver into your retirement. Is that a good idea? It's a 20-page kit that they'll give you. I've gotten it. I love it. And it tells you how gold and silver can protect your savings, particularly in a moment of inflationary pressure, which we're seeing now, and how you can legally move your IRA or your 401k out of stocks and bonds and into the precious metals market. And it's a no-cost, no-obligation kit, right? So you got nothing to lose and a lot to gain. So go to birchgoldgroup.com slash justnews. They create a special page just for our community, the Just the News community. That's B-I-R-C-H-gold.com slash justnews. And for a limited time, you're not only going to get the book, you can possibly qualify for up to $10,000 and free precious metals on your next purchase. There's zero cost to this, right? And there's zero obligation to request this information. So be smart, be prepared, get ready for the economic challenges ahead and go to B-I-R-C-H gold, birchgold.com slash news. Good advice and uh, great partners in our Just the News Committee. So grateful for what they do. All right, folks, that wraps it up for the day. So grateful to see what Congressman. Brian was able to bring to light for us the news we were able to make, the frontline report he gave us from the border, from the Navy SEALs crisis, an incredible interview. We're so grateful for the time today. We'll be back tomorrow with some more news here at John Solomon Reports and JustTheNews.com. Until then, God bless you and God bless this extraordinary country, the United States of America, as he always has. Be back tomorrow. Have a good night.